From the Lithia Body and Paint Sports Desk, powered by BMW of Des Moines, this is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. The Iowa women's run ended last night in the NCAA tournament as the second-seeded Hawkeyes fell to number one Baylor, 85-53. After the loss, here's senior Megan Gustafson. You know, God has just blessed me with an amazing ability to play basketball, and I'm so, so blessed and thankful that University of Iowa chose me, and I chose them to play for them. Iowa finishes the year 29-7. and Iowa State freshman Talon Horton Tucker has declared for the NBA draft. Horton Tucker averaged over 12 points a game in his first season for the Cyclones and is projected to be a late first-round draft pick. In baseball, it took 11 innings, but the Cardinals got the win in Pittsburgh. In Cincinnati, the Brewers keep winning. 2-0 to Braun. And a hot shot, fair down the line. Coming in to score is Yelich. Braun on his way to second. It's an RBI double. And the Brew crew on top here in the ninth. Brian Anderson with the call Fox Sports Wisconsin. And the Cubs fall last night 8 nothing. Tonight on the local front, Milwaukee in Cincinnati, 541st pitch. And at 715, the Royals host the Twins. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Hour number two. We're going to get called to the carpet, Trent, if we don't do this. What do you got over there? Uh, well, can we somehow set the clock back to 10.59 because yes, it's yes. time to go for the green with KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword COIN to 200-200 right now to win $1,000 cash. That's COIN to 200-200 standard message and data rate supply. COIN, 200-200 right now. We'll have the 11 o'clock word of the day. Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, which is yet to get here. Oh, okay. Right. Gotcha, yeah. We're still in the 10 Our, our clock's a little different. It is a little <laughs> different. Hey, we've got Cappy tomorrow. Yes. And he put out a really interesting poll today. And we're going to get into the win totals here in a second, because um, I want to pick your brain a little bit, just because I know, at least you've said, that you've stayed away from looking at them, and I believe you. So Cappy put this poll out today, and the poll won't have closed when we speak with him prior to his show tomorrow. The most disappointing Chicago athlete, because I think today is Jay Cutler anniversary day. Okay. This was the day 10 years, was it 10 years? Probably, yeah. Ten years ago today, right. Cutler became a Chicago Bear. Mm-hmm. So the four names are most disappointing Chicago athlete. Mark Pryor, Derek Rose, Jay Williams, or Jay Cutler. The most disappointing of those four. Chicago, and there's probably probably left somebody out. I don't know who it would be. That's a pretty good list. It Jay is. Williams with the car, uh, Jay Williams with the car accident, motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Rose with the injuries. Mark Pryor with the injuries, and Jay Cutler, who was just he, he never affected. Mean, he had his moments. Bonehead, moron, million dollar arm, Trent. Ten cent brain. I know, but million dollar arm, boy, he fooled me. I thought he was going to be a star. Well, of that list, Mark I think Pryor. Cut- yeah, you know, Cutler's at the bottom. He's, he's not as talented as those other guys, I don't believe. He had a great arm. I see the way you're coming at it. Yes. But he, those other three were transcendent talents. Mm-hmm. Jay Cutler wasn't that. Great arm. Mm-hmm. But not that level. Not There's Hall of Fame of conversation in all right. likelihood. The other three, who knows, right? Derek Rose won an MVP. Yes. Derek Rose was... Maybe taking that organization to a place that they mm-hmm. hadn't been in 20 years. Because prior to his knees going, I yes. mean, Trent, this guy was special. Yeah, there's no doubt. But so was Mark Pryor. Pryor was good. Was, was he... Who would you rather have in their, in their prime in that team, Pryor or Wood? 
prior. I think so too. Yeah. And Carrie Bitt's really good. Yeah. Jay Williams was, you know, there's people that'll say this and that have said this to me that the best thing that ever happened to him was the motorcycle accident. Really? Because he made more money doing what he, he would, that they, there was the thought process was he was going to flame out in the NBA. Oh. And kind of jump started yeah. his career in yeah. a way. And, and he's really good at it. He entertains yes. the hell out of me with uh, him and Seth Greenberg yep. twice a week. I think minimum. The, the answer for me is Derek Rose. Okay. He ascended, I think, to a higher place. Mm-hmm. I mean, prior had a couple of really nice years before the injury started to happen. And the, what was that? That weird. Who did he bump? Like DeRosa? I don't remember. Is that who he bumped into? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think it was Mark DeRosa for some reason. That's, that's regardless. I, I I never saw him. Some is a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. A great pitcher. Cy Young level, yeah, multi times. Well, I think he would. I think he had a chance to get there. Trent. Maybe. He was gifted, man. He but Rose got there, and then yeah, it, and then did. it went away. Right. So to well, me, it's. It's Derek Rose because of that, but a fun conversation, and you well, can go a lot of different routes with it. You too. can, and I and I like the way you approach it because that's not the first thing I thought of was who had Hall of Fame abilities, mm-hmm. and well, the poll won't be closed, but we'll. I'm anxious to see who's leading the poll when yeah. we talk to talk to Cappy uh, prior to the show tomorrow. And he's with us every Wednesday. He's brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa, and we're grateful for that. All right, so let's do. Let's spend a few minutes on this. Supermahante coming up in ten minutes or so. ESPN.com. He's hosting the NIT coverage tonight on ESPN. Is it ESPN or ESPN2? Do you know? Mm. I would think ESPN. Madison Square Garden. Not positive. I'm not positive either. When do they have the NBA? Are they Wednesdays? Wednesday? Yes. So they stay away from that. Well, well it's going to be on one of the ESPNs. Yes. Anyway. You can find it. You can. You, don't you need to, to do a better job far. using your guide, though. There I was do. a game the other night that you missed because it was on ESPNU. Yeah, I had no idea. Do you n- never use the guide? Yeah, I do. But You do? Yeah, I do. I don't but know. it's not I something never thought it. I never popped into my head to that, you know, to look for that game. It was the better of the two games. It was way better. NC State Lipscomb night. That's what it was, and that was a two point game. And you ended up watching Texas. Who did they kick the crap out of? Was it a Pac twelve team? It was Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Yes, and it wasn't even close. No. Uh, so let's do let's do some of the win totals, and so who we'll we'll get to the locals in a second. So let's do it this way. Let's mm-hmm. bounce all over the place. Yeah. So of the thirty two teams, what do you think Vegas, at least one of the Vegas gaming companies? Now, yeah. full disclosure, this is the one that employs me, CG Technology. I have nothing to do with sports wagering. I'm their horse racing guy. You didn't put together these numbers yourself no. and send them no, off and I say, did not. "Hey, look what I came up with, fellas." Right. Although, here, real quick for a funny story. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm going out there in a couple of weeks, right? right. And, and there's a new marketing department out there, and they want me to do some videos. Oh, okay. Some um, on on this wager we're trying to jumpstart, and they've got this new guy, relatively new in in the in the sports talk landscape in Las Vegas, and they're going to approach him to see if he would do the interviews with me. Mm-hmm. And he's going to set it up, and I'm going to, you know, answer the questions. And they really like this guy. They think he's got a, a good. Uh, and we'll introduce you when we get there. Yeah. And you know, we don't want, we don't expect you guys to just go on camera for the first time, and you know, without meeting him, blah blah blah. Right? They I, wanna... I think I know where this is heading. <laughs> and guys, well, okay, great. What's what's the guy's name? Uh, Matt Peralt. <laughs> don't have to introduce us. Matt and I worked, so I let him know that um, yeah, Matt and I spent. Three years or whatever it was, working side by side. But that's side. great. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So yeah. Peralt and I will do some videos that I guess will be up on their website. So anyways, uh, back to my story. CG Technology put out the win totals, which seemingly are earlier than normal because a couple of reasons. 
schedule's not out. Nope. Everybody knows everybody's playing, right? But don't know who, where, etc., or where, more importantly, or when. Draft hasn't happened yet, so I'm guessing that the uh, max bets on this that the the limits are what a thousand dollars. That's what I would guess. Yeah. I would guess still yeah. big money mm-hmm. for you and I, right? Uh, but for the sharps out there who are the ones that will attack these as soon as they were posted, and it, you know what it's good for? It's good for tourists mm-hmm. because yes. the NFL moves the needle, right? And mm-hmm. everybody's got an. If you're watching into a sports book, anyone, what are the chances you don't have an NFL team? Not very good, right? So you're going to look up at the board, and you're going to find your team, and you go, oh, your team's supposed to win five and a half. Go, oh, the hell with that. That's easy money. That's you're going to win it all. So you step up, and you bet, you make your bet, and then you know at the end of the season, you find out if you're right or wrong. So what of the 32 teams, which of the 32 teams has CG posted as the highest win total for the upcoming season? <sighs> How about the Chiefs? I would say the Chiefs. They're tied for second. Tied for second. The Rams again? They're tied for second. No, it's... Yes, of course it is. It's your least favorite team, the New England Patriots? <laughs> the Patriots, 11 wins. They lost Gronk. I know. Uh, but it's, They didn't lose number 12. Yeah, it's still... Who was on Twitter yesterday. Ah, that was good. But when I first clicked on him on Twitter yesterday, when we were in a break and I told you about he's just... He had 12,000 followers. Mm-hmm. When I checked later on in the day, about 4 o'clock or whatever it was, he was up to 120,000 followers. <laughs> My guess is that he's pushed over 200,000. Because yesterday was his first day on Twitter. Uh-huh. And he was at 12,000 when I looked, 120,000 when I looked later on in the day. Who knows where he's at now. We don't get that kind of bump. No, we don't. But by the way, for, for our listening audience, Trent Condon, at Trent Condon, at I'm Ken Miller, we're both actually accepting new uh, new Twitter followers. Absolutely, yes. And or you can follow the show at Miller and Condon, and, and there too, right? Um, so the Patriots are at eleven. There's a three way tie for second. You mentioned two of them: Chiefs, Rams. Do you know the other team? Oh, last year, da, da, da. is it the other team that was in a championship game? <laughs> The Saints? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just the four teams, the four that, teams that got that there play in the year. AFC and the right. NFC Championship games. Conversely, what what two teams are are listed as the teams that are going to win the fewest games? Bengals? No. And the number's five, by the way. Five is the number. Tampa? No. Who else is awful? I got one of them. I missed the other one. Not the Jets. They've spent, nope. I'm going to guess, and it's the Jets, and they probably have plenty of people that put it down, mm-hmm. so they want to stay away from that. Oh, I'm running through here, and I'm, I'm running. Arizona. Okay. Yeah, and Miami. The one pick. Miami. That's the one that I wouldn't have got. I would have got Arizona. I wouldn't have got Miami. Because their depth chart right now at the quarterback position is Jake Rudock and yeah. some other yeah, I don't know. turd nugget that they, I know. No, you know they signed, they signed Fitzpatrick. Oh, they did. Yeah. That, that was before that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that tweet. They got Fitz Magic. That'll help. Fitz Magic, right? Okay, so let's do the locals. Of the locals, which yep. of the four local teams, and the local teams, of course, are Packers, Bears, Vikings, Chiefs. Which of the four local teams does Vegas have winning the fewest games of those? Of the four, the Packers. There's actually a tie. Okay. Trick question. Yeah, it is. It's the Packers and the Vikings. And how many games do you think that Vegas has them winning? Are they both at eight and a half? Both at nine. Both at nine. Uh-huh. Your Bears, where do they have them pegged at? Nine and a half? Nine and a half. I buy that. I don't know if I buy the Vikings at nine. 
You think they're stepping back? I think they are, and I hope they're not, because Ooh. Paul's not fun to talk to in December. Yeah, he gets a little if grumpy. He does, if there's nothing to play for. And the Vikings play here on yes. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Um, you had to make a wager on a local. On a local right now. Of one of the four. Which the Chiefs are over 10 and a half. Ten and a half. They won 12 last year. The Packers won six last year. They're at nine. The The Bears won... How many did they went? 12? 11. 11 and 5, I think. 11 and 5? Yeah. They're at 9.5. You sure they didn't win 12? Not positive. And the Vikings coming off in a 500 year, 8 and 8. Um, I think it's the Vikings under 9. Bears were 12 and 4. Bears were 12 and 4. Under on the Vikings. That's under, your. Right, if, of the locals. Uh huh. I might go over on the Chiefs, too. I might go under on the Packers. Nine? I mean, they got to get to 10 for you to lose that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine's a push, right? I don't... Can they win 10? As they're currently constructed, healthier Aaron Rodgers. I, I know the summer stories that we're going to be getting. Mm-hmm. They're going to get no offense. <laughs> you got that, huh? I don't know. They you dropped early. They need a tight end. I think that... And we talked to Scott about the doc. We got to get a break for Zoom, but yeah. we talked to Doc yesterday, and we talked about the tight ends maybe going both of them in the first fifteen. Mm-hmm. They could go in the top ten. There, there's speculation out there that they might be gone before they get into the teens. How nuts is that? Crazy. Zuba Mahente next. Miller and Conda, Des Moines Sports Day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 1460. Store for details. 24 hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, net. Couple of locations. If you're in the market for a new dentist, if you're new to the area, it's been a while. You can't remember who your dentist was. I highly recommend my dentist, Dr. Stephen Fuller. He's on the uh, east side of Polk County, East 29th Street in Des Moines, and Altoona, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Check them out online, patient form, so you can get everything done in advance if it's your first visit to Fuller Dental, uh, fullerdental.net. Let's talk to Zubin Mahente, shall we? He's hosting the NIT coverage tonight. A couple of games, one at 6, one about, oh, probably 8.30 or so. Uh, Zubin, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Zubin, how are you? Doing well. We set Beaver, Dallas, Cup, and I tonight. I know it's not the final four we're looking forward to on Saturday, but... Uh, you know, Lipscomb got there in pretty darn exciting fashion. They're sort of the Cinderella, two teams from the Big 12, your neck of the woods. So it'll be fun. And uh, Wichita State, which I think has had a little bit of a disappointing year anyway, you slice mm-hmm. it. But it'll be fun. If you're looking for hoops on a Tuesday, it's pretty much the only place to find it. And, uh, you know, it's hard to believe that Dr. Smart's probably gone now four years in Texas, hasn't won a single tournament game. But, uh, you know, I don't think the NIT would be the solace that a lot of fans are looking for out there. But it's 
It's better than nothing. So there are some real fits. It'll be interesting. Well, I'm anxious to see how you're going to cover this tonight, Zubin, because obviously it's it's the NIT, and you want to give those schools the uh, their due, and they certainly deserve it, getting to New York. Will you look ahead to Minneapolis at all during the broadcast? My guess is we will. We haven't had our pre-show meeting as yet. We have to tape something in advance. We have a John R. Wooden Award show we have to take care of uh, first, which I think is a little bit interesting as well. We'll focus on that. My guess is we're going to probably, to your point, Ken, which you're talking about the game being at 6 and 8.30. If the game runs about two hours, we probably will have a full half hour in between in which we can certainly talk about the four teams on Saturday in Minneapolis and then talk about maybe Texas uh, and Texas Christian as well. So my guess would be that we'll probably, if I had to be a betting man, like I know you are, I'd probably say something like, Seth, Dallin, what do you think of the first half? Quick comment, quick comment. Okay, guys, let's talk about the final four. <laughs> I think it might go like that. We'll kind of give a, a cursory sort of inspection to what we've seen. But then again, you have to think about it from the, the national perspective. If you're a Lipscomb fan and you're watching us tonight, huge moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll be gigantic. So maybe not so much for an athletic department like Texas. This isn't exactly going to be high up on the ledger of accomplishments, even if they were to win the NIT. But if you're Lipscomb, you know, we got to make sure those viewers feel comfortable and make sure that we know that they had Garrison Matthews, that they won a huge game at NC State, that they probably had the most thrilling win of the NIT. So yeah, I think you have to always look at it on a case-by-case basis. So I think with that half hour in between games, we'll have as much time to talk about our games while also looking ahead to what really people are really, really interested in, and obviously that's this weekend. Bruce Pearl, an interesting figure in the national scope, of course, has the connections back here to Iowa, too, as an assistant under Dr. Tom, a guy that, well, got in trouble for in the coaching community for what he did to Jimmy Collins and turning him in for his uh, alleged cheating over at Illinois back in the late 80s, then had to go to basketball purgatory for a decade, coaching D2, and a guy that should have got a shot finally did. We know he's a great coach, but... There's the yeah, but in there. How do you guys treat that at ESPN? And a guy that is fun to talk to, fun to hear. I'm sure he's a great interview for you guys, but there's also that other element to him as a whole package. Yeah, I mean, I think I would say, hey, you mentioned you guys have the connection uh, in Iowa with his relationship with Dr. Tom Davis over the years. He also has the connection here. He was an ESPN college basketball analyst. So we worked with him uh, numerous times. And occasionally when he first got to Auburn and let's say the, you know, the early years, he was still building the roster and hadn't been able to get to the tournament. He would end the regular season and then come to champ week and college basketball tournament work on sports center for us. So even when he was coaching Auburn, he was working at East. And so we have a good relationship with him. I think the biggest thing with him, and I've, I've dealt with him on numerous, numerous occasions. I think the biggest thing with him right now is, you know, you can look at it with a bit of a skeptical eye because to your point, Trent, the Collins situation, the Southern Indiana, all that sort of stuff, finally getting a chance again in Wisconsin, Milwaukee. To this point, and I think he can say this, now obviously everything can turn on a dime, but to this point, really the only person that is going to be culpable from Auburn's viewpoint is Chuck Person, their assistant, former sharpshooter, uh, star of their last team that actually went to the Elite Eight. They only played their second Elite game, Elite Eight game in history on Sunday. It seems to be interesting from a full circle perspective that Chuck Person was the star of the first team. But uh, he's probably going to have some prison time. He's obviously the one that was ensnared, at least as far as Auburn goes. So I think a lot of people, because of his history, that would say, well, you know, Bruce Pearl hasn't really paid a price. There was a thought that maybe when the scandal broke a year ago, Bruce Pearl would be one of the first guys out of a job. 
he isn't. But I think for the people that look at Bruce and support Bruce, um, no matter what you think about what happened at Tennessee and what's happened here, I think the record would show that right now the only person that's been ensnared is Chuck Person. And that's not to say that we don't know what's going on with Kansas with Bill Self, that that could change depending on what happens with Dave Souza. But a lot of it just comes down to what do we know at this very moment. So if you're talking to me here on April 2nd at, you know, 1225 Eastern time, I can tell you that the only person that probably should be shaking in their boots is Chuck Person. And that's probably what the Auburn people would say. With all the investigating that's been done, with what's happened to Patino, with what's happened to Oklahoma State, USC, Oregon, Creighton, Louisville, all these schools that have been ensnared, uh, this guy is still coaching and doesn't have anything right now that's holding him back. His prior history may be shading people's opinions of him, but at this very moment, the FBI apparently does not have anything on Bruce Pearl. Uh, Zuba Mahente from ESPN is our guest. Zuba, I'll use your shaking your boots reference and and uh, pose it towards CBS. And I've been anxious to talk to you about this, a TV person, because the consensus, the feeling is out there that the final four ratings are going to be down because Duke is not going to participate in it. Um, do you think that that's accurate? Does the Final Four need Duke in order for these ratings to be where they thought they were going to be? There's only four teams left. It's the Final Four. Does it matter that Duke's not in it? I do, but I don't think it's as mitigated as the way it would normally be, and I'll explain what I mean. I mean, you have to look at Zion Williamson from a different viewpoint. Like, the Fab Five captured people's imaginations a quarter century ago, but there was really no way to tabulate how popular they were because there really was no social media modulation. You have to remember, Zion Williamson is not going to be 19 until July. The guy's got 2 million Instagram followers. Now, I'm not saying Instagram collates the TV viewers, but I'm saying that there is a lot of metrics out there that seem to indicate that he is pulling in people that are casual fans, especially younger casual fans in all aspects of media, especially TV, are looking to get younger and younger. ESPN's college basketball ratings were up tremendously this year, largely in parts of Zion, but I believe if you took Zion games out or Duke games out, our ratings were still up 5 to 6%. The selection show ratings were up, and those are small indicators. And the selection show ratings are up, and the overall season on ESPN, where over 3,000 games are telecast across our network, if they're up with Zion and then they're up to extract the Zion games, that to me generally shows that there is an incredible amount of interest in this particular season. Obviously, we're coming off a super exciting Elite Eight. But remember, all it's going to take is, look, you got Virginia, who's a fascinating story, but can make a game very boring very quick. Texas Tech is a fascinating story defensively, but their style of play can make a game very boring very quick for the casual fan. Think about it. How great of a story was Butler a half decade ago when they played those back-to-back title games in 10 and 11? But also think about it from this perspective. The UConn-Butler game was one of the lowest-rated games (laughs) and was one of the most poorly played championship game. So a lot of this is to come down to who's left and how it's played. And even if Duke was in it and Zion played poorly, you would still have those eyeballs there. The big thing, Ken, to me is obviously, this is an obvious one, but, you know, I I believe Chris Jenkins hit that shot to win the championship over North Carolina and the most thrilling championship game probably ever contested in the history of the men's tournament, which goes back to 1989. amazing, yep. And it was one of the lowest-rated titles mm. of all time because it was on CBS. So this notion that people will just find it at CBS, who doesn't have CBS, everybody knows where CBS is, that was the most amazing finish we've seen in the tournament game, and it's going to go down as one of the lowest-rated championship games 
ever. Certainly not indicative of the quality of play on the floor. So I think being on CBS will give it the artificial boost. Not having Zion will hurt a little bit, but even though we came off a great Elite Eight, I think a dud of a game, because even though Butler was a great story, when Butler plays UConn and nobody can make a basket, <laughs> nobody wants to watch that. So I think the ratings will be fine, but I definitely think there would have been at least a minor uptick with Zion, and not Duke, not Duke, Zion. Talk with Zubin Mahente from ESPN. Zubin, I saw a lot of your mug on SportsCenter Sunday night, right after Sunday night baseball. The early start this year, as opposed to 7 o'clock Central, what we've had for decades, now the 6 o'clock start. You guys out there in Bristol, you liking that and probably get to rest your head a little bit earlier on Sunday nights when you're working. Yeah, I think it's great for fans everywhere. And I'll tell the one thing that I think really helps. We're trying to change a lot of things. For example, Ken, you'd appreciate this because I'm guessing you probably went to a Rockies game or two when hmm, you lived out you think? in Denver. So, yeah, I, I would guess. Maybe it's the old mile high. But um, this Sunday, the Rockies are on Sunday Night Baseball. And I'll give you an example, Trent, of why I think this is the 30th season of Sunday Night Baseball. Wow. So I think pushing up the start time helps because it's pushing it up an hour everywhere. People are generally going to bed a little earlier on Sunday. Um, and it's the final first pitch of the night, so earlier doesn't hurt. Obviously, these games are... No matter what they want to do to trim time. The other day, we went on after a Red Sox Mariners game, and the game was three hours and 45 minutes. You know, it's just that's regular game. And these are the things you have to deal with. The Rockies are hosting their first Sunday night baseball game, hosting in 18 years on Sunday. They're taking on the Dodgers. And for a, you know, let's just say you've never watched the Rockies play. It's a beautiful park. They have Nolan Arenado. The Dodgers are off to a very nice start. They lost last night but they're off to a great start. Um, it may just be an hour, but it gives the opportunity for younger fans that may not be able to stay up until 11, but can maybe stay up until 10. And yeah, it's just an hour for you and me and Trent, but you know, we're adults and we do this for a living and, you know, we can actually make the excuse that we need to sit there and watch the game because it's part of our vocation. But for a lot of people, the difference between 10 and 11 o'clock on a Sunday, at least in the East, and obviously a little earlier for you guys, that's a huge difference. So I will wait to see what it means for the numbers. We had, you know, Bryce Harper on Sunday night, so that was obviously kind of neat and interesting to go right out of the gate. He, you know, hit a home run. That was pretty cool. Obviously, big series today with the Nats. But I think for the 30th anniversary and to try to get some of the baseball fans back and to make it more of a national than a regional game, although I don't think we're going to be able to turn it back, I think even starting the game 15 minutes earlier would be helpful. And now we're starting at an hour earlier. I think it's a good decision all the way around. Hmm. Uh, does um, does Coors Field still have the brew pub in, in right field? Do you know that, Zubin? They had an actual, yeah, they, right? Yeah, they have that. They also have installed like a nightclub in uh, left field. They have like really? A nightclub in left field. <laughs> yeah. And also, one thing that you may be aware of, and I think they're probably going to accentuate, I'll have to talk to our people about this, because we haven't been out scores in a long time. But if you do end up watching the game on um, Sunday, what you'll notice is, and Ken, you may know this, but for a lot of your listeners, a really cool, neat feature of course field is that because it is a mile high and 5,280 feet, there is a row in the stadium. Mm -hmm. They call it the purple row. And it's basically just a bunch of seats that circles the stadium exactly 5,280 feet up. So if you were to walk in, the stadium's beautiful. It's a great place to watch a game. But the seats that are situated at 5,280 from all the way around the backstops, all the way around the third baseline, all the way around the first baseline, they are all individually painted purple, all of the colors of those seats that are a mile up. So there's some interesting little quirks to the ballpark, and hopefully we'll be able to 
show you some of that on Sunday night. Uh, Zubin Mahente is our guest. Zubin, uh, let's get to the Final Four. And, you know, we mentioned the Duke's not going to be there, but we know Michigan State and Texas Tech are going to be, and so is Auburn and so is Virginia on the other side of the bracket. Like, I like it. I like the fact we're getting new blood in this thing. I'm perfectly fine with it. Virginia could be right the most remarkable story in the history of college basketball. One never be written again, a, six, a one seed losing to a 16 and then, uh, coming back the next year and cutting down the nets never happen again if indeed they're able to complete the task. I, I like the Final Four, Zubin, uh, from the people that are employed and you talk to on a nightly basis, employed at ESPN. Are they good with new blood, or do they wish that they had one of the air quote, well, Michigan State, uh, so you could put them in that conversation because they've been there, done that. But I think it's a pretty good group, Zubin. I would agree, and I think I can't speak for all of our folks, but I think the overall consensus is because of the way the Elite Eight was played out, these teams earned it, right? I mean, you just got to be able to say that they won tight games, a couple games in overtime in the regional final, to say that they've earned their spot here. And that's all you really want to be able to say in any walk of life. I mean, you have earned your spot merit-wise to be here. Uh, we're working on some really good stories. I think a lot of younger viewers have no idea. Tony Bennett played college basketball. He's a boyish-looking guy. He's going to be 50 on July 1st. Obviously, his relationship with his father, Dick Bennett, and his stubbornness to not want to play big style of defense, and now that's become the hallmark of what Tony is all about. Tony played in the NBA. We're looking for some footage of that. Bruce Pearl's son is an assistant, Steven. We're looking at that. A lot of people know Bruce Pearl's story. A lot of people know Chris Beard's story. So we're trying to find some interesting little connections. I think we're going to be doing something with Prince. Somebody told me the other day because Prince was a huge basketball fan, played basketball, mm-hmm. and obviously with the Final Four in his city, I think we're doing something with that. So I think it's great. The one thing I would tell you, I was doing a segment, uh, Trent, I know you saw us with Dillis on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. There's a show on ESPN Plus, our streaming service, called Over-Indexing with Jay Billis, which is for the people like yourself, uh, Trent, that just love the numbers. He basically just goes as uh, deep as possible into the numbers. And I did a segment with him on Sunday about the four teams that's on the ESPN Plus now, I think. And we actually had one non-statistical segment, and Ken, it was about Virginia because you referenced what a great story it would be, and I think most people would agree it's never happened before, and it'll probably never happen again if they can complete it. And the one thing that Bill has said, which I thought was really interesting, is most teams would just be absolutely positively tired of talking about it publicly. Yeah, you use it as fuel. Yeah, you when you're tired in practice, you think about it, and Tony's probably using his motivation. But one thing Bill has said, and I agree with, and I saw this all the way across, from media day at the beginning of the season when Kyle Guy came out, to even after the game, guys, with Gardner-Webb, where you heard some reporters say, Guys, um, I don't really know how to say this, but, you know, with, with last year and, you know, being down 14 with, you know, six and a half to go in the first half, and, and Kyle got kind of cut him off and laughed and said, it's okay, man. You can have it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's okay. And I think the way that they had handled it, more than anything, shows what kind of group they are. It could have been something, guys, we did it, we're putting it behind us, this is this year, that was last year. And they really haven't done that. In the heat of the moment last year after they lost to UMBC, I know they did snap at a couple of reporters, and I think that's totally justified considering the circumstances. But over a year on out, when they've been asked about it, the ability for them to chuckle and say, guys, you don't have to tiptoe around it. It's okay. It happens. We're wearing it. By the way, we've shed it. It's all good. The way that they've handled it, and I agree with Phyllis, the way that they've handled it says a lot about this group, even if they don't cut down the next Monday night in Minnesota. Zubin, you mentioned ESPN Plus, the, the app that is out there. Admittedly, I haven't broken down and purchased it. I'm sure I'm well. Uh, this college basketball season, I go to watch ESPN and click on a game that I thought I would get, 
but it's now ESPN Plus. A lot of you and I and Drake games uh, kind of fell into that trap. What what is the future of that app? What is what if you had a crystal ball and you're looking into it? What does that thing become two, three, five years down the line? Well, I, I would be remiss, Trent, if I did tell you that you could get a free trial. Oh, thank you. <laughs> nice. Seven days free trial. Just throwing it out there. For okay. The other listeners. No, I think I, in all seriousness, I would say, you know, I have to do a lot of stuff on the SDM Plus. Ken, you, would get, you get a kick out of this because I know what your favorite sport is. But when uh, Steve Levy, Linda Cohn, and John Bucciagras are not available to do our hockey show, I am the fourth-line winger flying mm. to fill in. In fact, I'll be doing it tonight and later on this week. If you love hockey, and I know you were talking to, I think it was Joe O'Donnell yep. I was driving around earlier um, getting home today. Um, we actually do show comprehensive highlights from every single game. Barry joins us. He's at the Frozen Sport this week. But we have highlights of every single game, tons of goals, replays, analysis. If you're a hockey fan, it's pretty good. Trent, to your point, from a larger perspective, we signed a huge deal with the UFC. And basically every UFC event, uh, every other event, big fight nights are going to be on there. If you're a UFC fan and you can pay $4.99 a month, it's better than selling out $30, $40, $50 or whatever the annual pay-per-view cost was going to be per month. So if you're a UFC fan, you want to hit your wagon to that. But I'll tell you why, overridingly, Trent, it's a big deal. And it's as simple as this. When your daughter, I know you have a daughter, right? Yes, yes. And you're going to have another kid, is that right? That is true. Okay, so congratulations. For Thank you. My part. But, okay, so in 20 years, when they're ready to go and they're out in the working world, they will have grown up, your daughter Ella, right, that's her name? Mm-hmm. And a son to be named later, right? Um, <laughs> that will be a situation where those guys are going to grow up in a non-cable world. Yep. I'm 40, you're about 40, 10, 60. We're just going to ride this thing out on cable because that's the way that we mm-hmm. grew up. But your kids are going to grow up in a world with no cable. They're going to grow up in an app world. So we need to be able to make sure that if any of your kids become sports fans, I'm sure you'll make them both sports fans, that they are on this first and foremost. So as we sit here today, cable and TV still rule the roost in news and politics and all that sort of stuff in sports. But this is imperative that it works because for us, the entire next generation of viewers is not going to even know what a cable bill is. They're only going to know what an app is and touching a button on their phone to be able to watch the UFC or hockey or the 30 for 30 or whatever we put on ESPN Plus, the basketball game. So I think it is the wave of the future because the future viewers of ESPN, long after we're all gone, they'll probably be watching ESPN on that app. Hmm. Zubin, great stuff. Sadly, they won't ever know what it's like to get ink on their hands from reading the newspaper either, which blows me away. Zubin, good stuff, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. We'll watch you tonight on the NIT. ESPN's got it 6 o'clock and about 8.30 for game number two. That's TCU in Texas. Thanks, Zub. You got it, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Well, breaking news, football-wise, the Alliance of American Football is about to suspend operations. Oh, no. They're not folding. Well, oh, sure. yes, they are. They just don't want to say that yet. But they're suspending operations for this year. They just got that huge influx of cash. From the guy that owns the Carolina yeah. Hurricanes, right? Where'd that money go? Out the door, I guess. I mean, what was that dude thinking? Quite the investment. Really? How long did that last? Three weeks? Four weeks? Yeah, four weeks, I think it was. Yeah. Um, suspending I enjoyed operations. It. Does the XFL even get off the ground? No. Nothing will ever get off there there's no room for another if you're the xfl do you just say you know what let's scrap this yeah i would if, you, if you're mcmahon and company and just say you know well what? if there's an investor that's been sitting on the fence yeah and he sees this news today 
Uh, we do have some uh, some housekeeping to do here. It's time to give away some cash. It's, let's go for the green, shall we? With KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword WATER to 200-200 right now. Uh, enter to win $1,000. Text WATER to 200-200. Standard message and data rate supply. When we come back, we're going to give away a flag. Who's the team of the day going to be? Find out next. It's Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Hugs. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Do feel bad for the players, though. I mean, they're about to get told this afternoon that the league that they hope would propel yeah. them to an opportunity to play in the NFL is about to fold. I feel bad for them. It's over for them. Yeah, Joe Lanning. Yeah. Wadley. Yes. Are they the only two locals? Only ones that I remember, yeah. I watched opening night and couldn't force myself to watch it anymore. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't... Look at you. We'll on your, and I love football. Football Mount Pius over there, looking down upon the yeah. fledgling minor leagues. Well, there's, it's college basketball season. It's NHL season for me. Yes. The winter once football's over. I'm right. almost there, too. Hockey season. Uh, we're getting closer. And an NBA playoff season. Yes. Will, shall be upon us. All right, so we're going to honor Fred Hoiberg's team uh, by giving away a flag of the day. It's Michigan State. Okay. Well, he was wearing Sparty gear on Sunday. He was, yes. So how do people go about Because we've stayed away from Michigan State to this point, but we're looking for a Michigan State fan. All you have to do right now, tweet at us, at Miller and Condon, and show that you are a fan of Michigan State. Wearing a t-shirt, sweatshirt, hat, you're sitting in your cubicle, I don't got a picture, but you got something, show us. Prove it to us. You get a flag courtesy of Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. Just tweet at Miller and Condon. First one in. We'll get the flag. Today's random team, Michigan State. We've done Texas Tech. Yep. We found, in fact, we haven't stumped our fan base, our listenership yet. NHL's coming soon. That's where it's going to come. I think so. That is when the we'll be Five stumping. NHL fans, i got to think there's probably two Blackhawks, maybe two mild at this point. Yeah. We'll we know JT's the, the Lanch. JT not is a huge Colorado fan. Yeah. Uh, in here, Andy Fales is a Blues fan. Right, yes. Um, yeah, there's not a Starting lot of us. to trickle down. Not a lot of us. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking for Michigan State. So, speaking of Fred Hoiberg, we threw this out yesterday and we lost listeners. <laughs> Hell, no, I don't understand people. Uh. But, uh, say, Levy, um, the question I posed to you, and we both felt the same way, if I was running the sports department at the Register or the Ames Tribune, mm-hmm. or if I was uh, in charge of 5, 8, and 13, I would have a crew over in Lincoln or a reporter in Lincoln to cover today's press conference at 3 o'clock. Yeah. Makes Will sense. a local be there? Yes. I think so, too. Multiple. You think? Both papers? Mm. Is Heinz there? He hasn't tweeted in a couple hours. Might which be means on the road. He's, he's on the road. Yeah, yeah. Look at you connecting the dots P- over there. PD has been silent all morning. Ah, because he's making He's headed that. to Lincoln. He's on I-80. We'll see. I don't know if they Three are. o'clock? Three o'clock is the press conference. I heard AD say that they are during Murph and Andy today. They will have a portion of the press conference on. You have to, Trent. You you can't deny this story. Good for Andrew Downs and Murph and Andy. They should carry it. He's the mayor. Right. It's an important story. Look, what Iowa and Iowa State story are we missing? (laughs) There isn't one. The baseball team swept 23rd ranked Illinois. Okay. We we might have one. Name two players. 
Uh, Austin Martin? You really can. Oh, yeah. Well, you do high school baseball. I do, yeah. So you're not And, and I love it because that roster probably has six, seven, eight CIML kids on the roster. And kids that play prominent roles, including and Austin Martin, Southeast right. Polk. Kids that you've called for. Yes, yes. And you're doing that again this summer, right? Schedule has been put together. Good for you. Going to be a fun summer. Good. A lot of baseball here. Of course, we'll have the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Not going to bump off the Cardinals, anything like that. Don't worry, Cardinal fans. But when they play a day game, we'll have a game that night. Mm-hmm. When they're off, we'll have a game that night. Or so. .com for the, some of them. Is that yep. what they're going to be? And uh, also working with uh, uh, my buddy Pete Tarpey over at CISN. Uh-huh. We're also going to have a video streaming component to our games this year also. So we'll have oh, good. a couple of two-camera look. And, uh, of course, the video and then the audio here at KXNO. Taking it to a new level. All right, so tonight, let's do a little tube talk before we get out of here. Again, David Kaplan is going to join us tomorrow uh, on the Cubs and on their disappointing start. Uh, but tonight, Cubs are off, uh, but the Twins and the Royals play at 7. Is that your primary stop tonight? Yep, that's a number one for me. Mm-hmm. That will be uh, that will have the main control of the clicker. We'll mm-hmm. see. I don't think it feels like a two. I don't think I need to go down to the man cave and, and stay alone for NIT action. You know, you got to well, kind of save those kind of nights. Yeah, I, I'm interested in the Big 12 tilt. I, I am. TCU and Texas. I probably won't watch. I'm going to watch the Wild and the Jets at okay. 7. And then at 8.30 when the second game comes on, I mean the second NIT game mm-hmm. comes on, I think that's where I'll be. Anyways, we hope you're with us tomorrow. David Kaplan will join us. Next local programming, Murph and Andy, and they will carry portions of the Fred Hoiberg press conference. Fanatics will recap it, I'm sure, at 4 o'clock. And the morning rush starts it all again tomorrow at 6. Trent and I back tomorrow at 10. Thanks for being with us. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.